When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you get when you guzzle down sweets? Type 2 adult onset diabetes. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, August 31st. 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. August has 31 days. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Like the vid, comment away, and subscribe. And go get your No Dunks gear over at nodunks.com. New merch alert, baby, just dropped. Brand new design up at nodunks.com. I love this pod. Available in t-shirt form and hoodie form. Go get it. Go get it. And uh, Mitch Richmond, if you're listening or watching to today's show, let us know your size and we'll get you one of these. Uh, On today's show, we're going to hit the beach to answer your questions about Giannis's recent comments to the New York Times. Uh, some NBA coaches on the hot seat, and a whole lot more. But guys, we have reached the second round of the FIBA World Cup as 16 teams continue their fight for the title. The new group play, which tips early Friday morning, and we're going to be on playback for some of those games. We'll get to that later. Uh, we'll trim the field from 16 down to eight teams. Each team will play the two teams in their new group they didn't face in the opening round. The top two teams from each second round group advance to the quarterfinals in a single elimination tournament. So that's coming up. We're going to look at the four groups in the second round in a second. But I just want to know, to start things off, have you been enjoying the FIBA World Cup and what's been the biggest surprise to you so far? I have been. Good. I'm addicted to basketball, I realize. Uh, yeah, I'm just watching it at all times. So yes, I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to enjoy the elimination rounds after the second round, which isn't an elimination <laughs> round. But then once we get to the quarterfinals and the semifinals and the finals, I'm definitely going to enjoy that. But France being out of this tournament oh. is a huge surprise. They were favored to be right up there with the U.S. on the podium. Rudy Gobert was the second in terms of odds as a favorite to be the MVP. Uh, and Evan Fournier said, I'm going to use this as my launch pad into my NBA season. And the launch went <laughs> Uh, it did not go well, obviously, but uh, France, four years ago, they bounced the USA in the elimination rounds in the quarterfinals in 2019. It was Fournier. It was Gobert. And uh, this time, they were the ones that fizzled out. As we were watching on playback, yeah, Canada destroyed them in game one. Oh, yeah. They just had to bounce back against Latvia in game two, and that did not happen at all. Uh, so they went one and two and and out of it. So that's the biggest surprise so far. Yeah. I mean, what was what was more surprising? Losing by 30 in the opening game to Canada or blowing a I believe it was a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter to Latvia to ultimately fall right. by two and yeah, knock them out. I'm not sure which one was even more surprising, but feels uh, like a what you got question. Yeah. No <laughs> Blowout loss or choke it at the end. 
Uh, yeah, bad stuff uh, for France. I guess they didn't necessarily have a lot to play for, except for all of these things that the players were talking about, so they're looking for some external uh, motivation. But now Nick Batum is like, I don't even want to go back to France right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's scared to go back because mm-hmm. he said they let so many people down. Uh, but with so many NBA players on their roster and Hall of Fame lock Rudy Gobert leading the way, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like they would at least be able to advance. But blowing it against uh, Latvia, that was a killer. Yeah. And again, this is a team that won bronze at the last two World Cups and then silver at the uh, 2020-21 Tokyo Olympics. So this is a team that's usually on the podium. Uh, and yeah, sure, they already had a spot in Paris because they're the uh, the home country, but man, nobody saw them getting bounced in the first group. Like that's like two games in, it was done. And it can end in a hurry like that. Do you have any other surprises? Because that's obviously the biggest one. Team Canada is the dream team right now. <gasps> It's a surprise. It's a surprise that Canada Woo! had the most, uh, the highest point differential in round one. They walked through their field uh, in the group stage. Didn't play literally anybody. I mean, their competition, I think, was probably even worse than Team USA's was. But they went out and took care of business. And one of the teams they beat was France. And the only reason France looks so bad is because Canada made them look terrible. But they look tough. Um, and they look at least like a real threat to be able to take on a U.S. team should they meet against each other in the medal round. Oh, my God. Think about how hyped we get for Bulls-Raptors games. <laughs> what are we going to do when it's Team USA versus Team Canada in, a, in an elimination potential game? Oh, my God. It's yeah, incredible. I guess another surprise was that the FIBA World Cup has gone, FIBA World Cup's Twitter account has gone sensational in that after the True. first game where Canada destroyed France, they said, better than Team USA? <laughs> I didn't think team the FIBA World Cup Twitter account would ever go that way. Oh yeah, I thought I thought it was, I, I thought it was protected forever. I, I just I just <laughs> thought it was, I thought it was shielded. I thought it was neutral. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that was going to happen. So yeah, it, jump it a little ahead. We'll, you know, we'll get to all, our all tournament team, but uh, yeah, our man Shea leading the way, uh, doing an incredible job there. I think another quick surprise is Team Georgia, being their first World Cup. And getting to the second round. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, it's unlikely that any team that finished second in the group stage here in the in the first stage gets on to the quarterfinals. That's, that's unlikely. This is the, the, the second time that they've done this. And last time there was a second place team, the Czech Republic snuck into the oh, quarterfinals. Yeah. But that it's it's unlikely. Right. So uh, Team Georgia is probably done here. Our man Dave DeFore is on the bench doing some coaching there. Uh, they went two and one. So uh, great Great performance from them, even if it ends here with, uh, you know, our our other men, Shingalia, Bidazi, and Sandro. Uh, we got a lot of men. We got a lot of men. Those are some big guys. Those are, they're, they're huge. A lot of these European I wonder teams. Dave DeFore's always in the gym. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's look at the groups. Let's go through each group and, and talk through them and, uh, yeah, maybe pick a favorite and, and things that have jumped out to you from some of the games we've watched. I'm going to start with Group J. Because that is the American group. It's Lithuania, Montenegro, USA, and Greece, who just you know snuck in. They, it was a must-win game there um, against New Zealand. We were on playback yesterday. They, they were not looking good for a half. Tass finally jumped on after his baseball show, and things turned around, and Greece get in. But, uh, yeah, do you have thoughts on this group, and who do you think sort of will be the favorite from Group J, Lithuania, Montenegro, USA, and Greece? Well, I mean, I guess USA is the favorite. but Oh, they're absolutely yeah. the favorite. Um, but as you said about the Georgian team, a lot of big men. Uh, there's a lot of big men in this group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
huge lineups and uh you know we'll get to the the lineup change that the u.s has made they've gone a little bit smaller with josh hart in the starting lineup now but uh they don't care uh, even though they're going against montenegro and lithuania in these next two games that are giant teams montenegro has uh several guys uh that are really really big um but yeah it's uh this as far as the second round drama here, it's whether or not Greece can uh, can do it. But uh, and I, I mean, another little surprise here: Montenegro, led by Nikola Vucevic, it's a country of six hundred thousand people. It, uh, yeah, it's the smallest wow. <laughs> nation population wise to ever reach the Sweet Sixteen here in the World Cup. And Vuce, They're small. That's not a big country, you're right? Vuce is balling. Vucci, baby. Uh, so him against Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be exciting. Him against Valanciunas is going to be exciting. Right, right. Yeah, Vucevic is averaging 21-7 and seven, and then a lot of defense, over one and a half steals and two blocks per game. But, yeah, big challenges for him. It, you know, not only Jaron Jackson Jr. because they'll be playing America, but uh, Papianis there with the, uh, with the Greek team. Um, that could be a fun matchup as well. But he's been awesome. Thoughts on this group, Jay? Yeah, that's the most interesting thing is that there are so many big guys in this group going against Team USA who plays smaller. I'm a little bit more worried about Jonas Valanciunas uh, than Vucevic when it comes to uh, a matchup with USA just because JV draws a lot more fouls than Vuce does, and that could be a problem uh, for Jaron Jackson Jr., but I'm with Anthony Edwards on this one. He said, <laughs> we're not really worried about those guys. He's got the Charles Barkley swag out there. Oh and God. basically, Team USA beats Montenegro on Friday. They're into the quarterfinals. Yeah. So the Sunday game probably probably won't even matter uh, right. at that point, but they'll still want to take the dub. It'll, it'll matter where you are, uh, sort of who your opponent is, sure. obviously, when you get yep. to quarterfinals. And it's tough to, obviously, to, to know who that's going to be, depending on what's going on in the other groups. But yeah, uh, they win Friday. They're in. That's a very early game, I believe, USA. Uh, versus Montenegro, yep. like really early for East Coasters here. Uh, but Team USA takeaways while we're talking about them here in this group. Um, you said the move that Steve Kerr made. Were you shocked by bringing Josh Hart into the starting lineup uh, and putting Brandon Ingram to the bench, who had really, really been struggling to do much of anything in this tournament? Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, he hadn't found his flow. I guess it is surprising that they went to Las Vegas where they're doing their warm-ups and getting their things together, and Brandon Ingram was the go-to guy at first. Anthony Edwards wasn't even in the starting unit at first, uh, and Brandon Ingram has now become a bench guy because he feels like the ball goes through him a little bit more. Seven points and five assists in that third game where he was touching the ball more with Halliburton and Reeves as opposed to you know Brunson and Anthony Edwards in the starting lineup. So it is surprising. Um but he seems cool with it. Uh, so it's going to be the same lineup going forward. Josh Hart is in. The dude rebounds like a freaking machine. It's, mm-hmm. it's nine boards per game for this guy. And he's only come off the bench in only 17.8 minutes uh, per game. The guy just gets after Crazy. it. Uh, so he could he could literally lead the tournament in boards if, he, if he's playing yep. you know, 25, 30 minutes a game. So uh, kudos to Brandon Ingram. He doesn't come off the bench ever. Um, and he's totally cool with it. Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot there in that blowout win over Jordan. I guess he scored more than he had He'd scored in seven the two points games coming into the game. Combined. Yeah. yeah, so maybe he just gets more looks with that second unit, uh, sort of led by Halliburton, Reeves. They passed the himself. ball. Yeah, and then Paolo's out there as well, yeah. Halliburton and Reeves are ball movers, and that's not the case with Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brunson. The ball sticks with those two guys, as as it does with Ingram, too. Like, he wants the ball in his hands. He doesn't want to just stand in the corner and play catch and shoot. So it'll be good for him uh, to come off the bench and play with a little bit faster unit. That's basically what Steve Kerr was trying to do when Anthony Edwards came off the bench uh, to start the tournament. But it turned out that Edwards was built for FIBA ball. Um, and Ingram is just trying to find his flow. Another thing that sticks out to me on the bench is Paolo Boncaro. 
this guy's going to be a small ball five in the NBA. He, to me, is going to be the biggest beneficiary of playing on Team USA this summer just because he's playing a totally different style than he does hmm. with the Magic. With the Magic, he's handling the ball quite a bit. Here, he's like a roll man. He's playing at the rim on defense, running the court, bringing the ball up the court uh, in fast breaks. Reeves, Halliburton, and Boncaro, when those three come in, it completely flips the game uh, for Team USA. They've gone on huge runs uh, with that trio on the court, and now they're adding Brandon Ingram to it. So that's the USA's biggest advantage is they've got all-stars coming off the bench Yeah, as well. well, they've got a whole second unit that you've been even uh, you know, quoted as saying on playback, and a lot of people are like, is this unit better than the starting lineup? Uh, just the way they play, um, and it feels like a lot of these games, it's also who they're playing. I get that. They're playing the best players on the other team yeah. uh, at the start of the games, but it's close usually. Some turnovers, it's a little sloppy, and then, yeah, that second unit comes in. Halliburton's just going crazy up and down. Reeves has been amazing. Paolo, like you said, in a different role, and then they suddenly like just blow the game wide open, it feels like, in a lot, a lot of, of these games breaks. and a lot of these warm-ups. So. Uh, so, yeah, how do you like their chances to you know, get the gold here. Um, they, they, they've looked that good to you? You think uh, they could be beat by any of these uh, other squads here that have been playing really well? What do you think? They're shooting the ball really well uh, in the tournament. I think they're at or near 40% from three, which was a question mark coming in because in some of the friendlies, they were like, you know, they'd make five threes in yeah. a game. So they seem to have uh, found their footing from the three-point arc. They're the favorites for a reason. They've got depth all the way down. Even Walker Kessler, when he comes in, is producing. I think he's averaging like 10 block shots per 40 minutes or something <laughs> like that. He obviously doesn't play uh, a whole bunch, but uh, there are going to be games when they don't have the best player on the court. It could be against Luka. could be against Shea. We'll see, but I don't know. Anthony Edwards can get to that level, mm -hmm. as we've seen, and when it gets into a mano -a mano duel, he's even more likely uh, to go to that level, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling better about this team than I did about 2019 after the group <laughs> stage. Yeah, they look great coming out of Las Vegas, uh, that they're playing like a team, and the fact that they make a lineup change because they're off to slow starts in this tournament. That was a problem uh, with the way things were going with Brandon Ingram. They've made that adjustment. They seem like they're a squad that is totally comfortable with each other and their roles, and... Yeah, if, if that's the case, if the locker room is great, if the chemistry is great, which it sure feels that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you've got Anthony Edwards saying... Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're fine in the second round. Uh, we're not concerned. You've got a guy like Steve Kerr saying, uh, you know, we went over the format today with the, the team in the film session. We laid it out. Here's the second round. It's a new pool. We're already within the pool. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's literally what he said. He said, he blah, said blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I thought that was you. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless, unless, unless Joe Varden on the athletic Joe Varden is got tired. Me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, yeah, he said, we want to win both games to put us in great position. Yeah, but blah blah blah. They're feeling they're <laughs> feeling good because they do feel like a squad, as we've said. And the second unit is so good uh, with Reeves, Halliburton, uh, and Bancaro doing their thing. Um, yeah, uh, they got to feel so fantastic. And which team? I guess you would pick Lithuania, the the one to really watch, even if it may not mean anything if they take care of business on Friday morning against Montenegro. But like, uh, in terms of like, that'll be the most talented team they'll have seen so far in this World Cup on Sunday. Excuse me? I would think so. Yeah, you're you right. Greece? The Greeks the Greeks have not, uh, without the 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 original Yanis, they've got other Yanises on their teams. <laughs> a lot of Papas. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, that's why the second round format is a little strange. Let's just, let's just move on. Let's just get to the elimination part of this. But we got a couple extra games for some fun here. And there can be a sneaky team that gets into the quarterfinals, a la Czech Republic did four years right. ago. 
And for some, for for me, I'm hoping it's Greece. It, Greece has to win both their games here against Lithuania and Montenegro. We will be watching. Okay, well, let's move to Group I. They could have one of these sneaky teams that you're talking about, like the mm-hmm. Czech did four years ago, because uh, it's an interesting group. Uh, group I is the Dominican Republic, led by Carl Anthony Towns. They went 3-0. and The vibes are immaculate right now with that team. Uh, Italy is there. Serbia and Puerto Rico. Trey, let's start with you in Group I. Uh, what's jumped out to you from any of these teams that you've seen or moving forward here? Who do you like? Carl Anthony Towns seems like he's having a great time. Yeah, mm-hmm. This guy is happy. They're showing him like uh, at the free throw line. He's fixing his hair in between shots. He's partying with the fans <laughs> afterwards. 19 a game, 7 rebounds. Cat's an emotional dude, and it feels like when he is down in the dumps... It's not going well for him. So I think this is encouraging if mm-hmm. you're a Timberwolves fan. Maybe not if you've watched how France went out, but at least the Carl Anthony Towns part of it is exciting. I don't know who I would think is the favorite in this group. DR's looking good. I guess Serbia is probably uh, probably favored here. Yeah. And it's because Nikola Jovic is balling. This guy's yeah. good now. Uh, he's going to get traded. He's going to play so well in FIBA that they ship him to Portland. Uh, but what, he had a 25-point game. Didn't miss from the Didn't field. Miss. Five from five uh, from three. You can tell that having one year of NBA experience has paid off. Hey, Jovic isn't just uh, a guy not named Jokic or a guy in Damian Lillard trades. He's an actual basketball player. Uh, 17 points a game, 75% from the floor wow. through three games. That's good. 67% from three. That's also good. Uh, so Serbia, him and Bogdan Bogdanovic leading that team. They won their first round games by an average of 30. So I think they should be the favorite against the the Dominican Republic. Um, but either way, those two teams, it would be disappointing for the Dominican Republic and Cat even though they don't have your man Chris Duarte, speaking of men, uh, they don't have Al Horford. Uh, but Cat leading the way there, those should be the two teams that, that advance there. Don't sleep on Puerto Rico, though, either. Mm-hmm. They're a feisty That's what little people team. do. People yeah, sleep it, on them. Well, generally, on they, they're the, one of these weird teams that, like, in the build-up to World Cups or the build-up to tournaments, like, they're sort of like, they don't play that well. They look a little discombobulated. I was like, okay, they're, they're here. They're fine. And then for whatever reason, they get in these games and they just, like, go up another notch. And they've been really good. I'll be cheering for them. I think it's going to be tough because it does feel like, uh, you know, they're going to be ranked, like, third or fourth sort of within this little group I. But... Uh, they could. They could surprise a team or two here, and it doesn't take many to sort of get in. But Carl Anthony Towns, a great point about him just being so happy. And he's like, he really has like the perfect game for FIBA at his position. Like, he can shoot. Like, yeah. he's oh, yeah. he's told us he's the greatest big man shooter of all time, <laughs> right? Uh, and he's shooting 37% from deep. He, can, he knocks it down at the line when he gets there, and he can put the ball on the floor. And yeah, he's the guy on this team. There's that too. And. He's tough. He's a tough out, especially for some of these other bigs within this tournament. It's like they don't want to be out at the three-point line, you know, trying to guard him. So we'll see if he can continue to keep it going. That's a fun group. Dominican Republic, Italy, Serbia, and Puerto Rico. Any other thoughts on that one? Fontacchio. That's my other thought. Uh, Great names, obviously, on Italy. Uh, That's about it. (laughs) All right, Group L. Canada. The Lasers. Latvia. Spain. And Brazil. Um you know, TK's already talked about it a little bit. Canada has impressed yeah. Cass in uh, all three of their games. You know, they've been trailing, they've started slow, and then just, it's usually the Shea Gilgis-Alexander takeover at some point, and then the game just gets blown open because they're shooting really well as a team. But thoughts on Team Canada's chances here to actually do something for a change <laughs> and maybe medal. I don't want to jinx it, but they look damn good. Well, Trey said that uh, Canada's competition was even worse than the Americans' competition, and I appreciate that because uh, the Greeks are play- played the Americans. And so uh, Canada won in a- by an average of 37 points 
in the first round. You got to stop for a second and look at that number. That's a that's a monstrous number because they destroyed France. Uh, they took care of Latvia, and they took care of Lebanon in a three and zero run. Yeah, Shea looks phenomenal. Like he can take over when he wants, and so uh, I think he's biding his time here. Him uh, against Spain, another three and zero team, uh, will be fun. Those two teams should be the two teams that advance. But yeah, Canada should be amongst the eight in the single elimination quarterfinals. And yeah, they've they've got to win that game. And then we can talk about um, them. Yeah, meddling. Uh, that's. Yeah, that's the expectation now. Absolutely, for sure. Their, their front court is playing so well uh, with Kelly Olenek. This is real stuff. This isn't this isn't make-believe. But him and, and Dwight Powell are playing so great. Like, they try and ISO Kelly Olenek all the time, but he is, uh, defensively, he's staying down. And, and when you've got Shea and, and Dylan Brooks doing fine beside him and Akil Alexander-Walker uh, coming off the bench to help, You've got a you've got a lineup. You've got a great lineup. Yeah, they, Nikhil Alexander Walker has hit twelve threes in this tournament. That's huge. R.J. Barrett's had he's had up and down moments, but you know overall decent. You said like no, Lou Dort hasn't played in the last two games. I expect him to be back maybe for these games or at least when they get into the knockout stage. Uh, they're just slow playing that. You know, he tweaked a was it an ankle? I think that uh ankle or knee or something that he had. But yeah, you got Brooks and him to like put on the best player on the on the uh, other team um, a wing. The recipe is there because Shea Gillis Alexander looks like he's still playing in like fourth gear and he's still like dominating these guys because he just like takes over for like an eight minute stretch and blows the game open. And as a team, shooting 55% from the field and 43% from deep, they keep those numbers up. Yeah, hell yeah, they should be meddling. But I guess you can go cold in one of these games and then you're, you got to rely on their defense. But they don't mind doing that as well. That's been a question mark for Canada as well was three-point shooting, and yeah. it has been answered so far in the tournament. Shea has such an unusual game. I feel like in the first half of these games, he's playing his NBA style where he's trying to grift for fouls, and the calls aren't there because they call the game differently in FIBA. And then in the second half, he's like, okay, I'll just try and score, and he just makes all of the mid-range jumpers. And suddenly Canada's <laughs> ahead by 20 points going into the fourth quarter. Is this the group of death for round two? Canada, Latvia, Spain, and Brazil? It feels like... All of those teams could advance. Latvia probably least likely. They would just have to get super hot from three, which yeah. we've seen happen uh, so far. But these are four good teams. And Tass, you're right about Kelly Olenek, man. We see like an Argentinian team with Luis Scola occasionally. You're like, man, that guy's still playing. Gray hair and everything. That's going to be Olenek for Canada. Mm. He's yeah. going to be able to play for them forever. He's one of the best big men they have, period. Yep. And his game will age perfectly fine. It's not like he's a super athletic dude. He'll be able to shoot it from outside and the fouls will only get stronger as he gets older. <laughs> that's, that's right. I mean, he's he's the he's the captain of this team. He's been on this squad for like a decade plus or something, a decade, yeah, I guess. I yeah. didn't I didn't realize that, but uh yeah, he's a glue guy. Um, and again, uh, the other team says, "Oh, that that that's the guy that we can go at." They ISO a guard against him, and he's he's staying down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know you were you were upset in the exhibition games where yeah. he was jumping out at closeouts, but the D is there, and they have so many options. Uh, whether it's Lou Dort or Nikhil Alexander Walker, or if Dylan Brooks gets foul happy because that happens, and it happened in in uh, in the first round, but they're deep. Um, and they've got you know, one of the best scorers in this tournament quite easily in shape. Final group. I think this is the group of death here in this uh, second round. Germany, Australia, Slovenia, and Georgia. Those first three teams I named, one of them is not coming out. And that's going to be a disappointment. Germany, Australia, 
and Slovenia led by obviously Luka Doncic. Um, thoughts on Group K? Why don't you get us started here? I think the Raptors fans won't miss Fred Van Vliet. You see Dennis Schroeder doing his thing? Um, <laughs> he has been incredible. FIBA Dennis is yeah. falling. He is. Uh, I didn't expect him to be their best player. I thought Franz Wagner would be their best player, but he's missed the last couple games. And uh, Dennis, as a leader, has been phenomenal. Lots of cute moments with his son post-game uh, as he leads Germany to a 3-0 and record. Yeah, the, one of those teams, Germany, Slovenia, especially Australia, is going to be disappointed. Yeah. Can't wait to watch uh, those games. These are key games. But Germany and Slovenia went undefeated. And uh, Fred with you know some other NBA players on that roster. I'm sorry, Fred. Uh, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis and Fred. Yeah, I'm still thinking about the Raptors. Dennis and uh, Fred. Yeah, he, he's been the leader on that team. Uh, and Franz, I assume, is going to come back in the second round. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Schroeder, you don't expect it, but he's just he's been doing everything for that team. Um, and yeah, it's been extremely solid. Maybe he's getting older. Maybe he's growing up. He's not hothead Dennis anymore, hopefully, uh, <laughs> as, as a Raptors supporter. Looking forward to, yeah, so this next round, I mean, him against Luca and against Giddy, this is a great group. Who do you got coming out of this one? I mean, it's tough. Germany beat Australia in the opening round, yep. right? So that will play a factor. Uh, you would think here... It feels like three of the four teams would come out. No offense to Dave DeFore, but Georgia probably is coming in number four here. Yeah. I do believe, like Tass said, it's hard for the second team, um, the second place team in the initial group stage to make it out of this group stage. So Australia is going to have to basically play perfectly here. I would guess Germany and Slovenia, but Slovenia is not a very deep team. They just have probably the best player in the tournament, yeah. which can be enough. But Georgia's got the best coach in the tournament, so we'll see. Yeah, maybe it's good for Luca in that the final game in that initial group stage. He had one of those bad Luca games, nineteen points on seventeen shots, and so that's tough for for Australia because he'll probably have a bounce back game right, uh, right. when he does play them. But yeah, Australia basically has to beat Slovenia uh, and then beat Georgia as well. Is that one tomorrow? Australia, Slovenia. I think that's, uh, that's what gets well, us started. Eight ten, eight, yeah, ten yeah, on yeah. on playback. That is Join a us. Huge, huge game for uh, in terms of coming out of Group K. I would uh, love to see Germany and Canada get to match up again yeah, in this tournament it, with all the spice between Dylan and Dennis. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, and they played two great yeah, games two in, really in the warm up, uh, and they split that so we could have a bit of a rubber match. It's uh, it's a possibility. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to the FIBA All Tournament Team. They do this at the end, but Tass, we're through Group One here. The, uh, the group phase, the first stage. Who do you have on your FIBA all-tournament team so far? And, and did you go with uh, the traditional, you know, two guards, two forwards, sort of a big guy? Or did you throw that out like you're an NBA guy? Um, I sort of went with that. Okay. Uh, we're going small to big here. Let's start in the backcourt. And the backcourt actually matches the all-NBA first team from this past season. Shea and Luca. Okay. Uh, and they both deserve it. Luca was 30 points, eight rebounds, seven assists in that first round, despite having that bad game, as, as I just mentioned, where he's only scored 19 uh, on 17 shots. And then Shea can do whatever he wants, uh, 22, eight boards, 5.7 assists, and one 1.7 steals, because he, he can turn it on defensively as well. Now, the 22 points may not sound like a huge number, but you do have to remember these are shorter games, number one. Uh, and number two... He's saving it. Uh, he's probably saving it a little bit. Uh, he, Like Trey was talking about, you know, he's picking his spots. Mm-hmm. And so great stuff there. Schroeder, little honorary mention in the backcourt, 19.7 points per game, you know, nearly six assists. Uh, so there's that. And, uh, yeah, other, otherwise, 
yeah, nothing crazy in terms of uh, other backcourt players have who have been fantastic. Okay, so SGA and Luca. It's kind of easy there. Yeah. Let's be honest. Now, moving to the three spot, this is where it gets a little bit more difficult. I went with Anthony Edwards. I know it's a sneaky, it's a sneaky move. He's a guard. He's not. He's not a three. But who cares? Um, Anthony Edwards hasn't had to be phenomenal. You look up and down the Americans' stats. Uh, you could say Austin Reeves has been more a more productive player, but uh, Anthony Edwards is their go-to guy and has risen and has been uh, phenomenal. Sixteen point three points per game, and he is, I think. Saving it a little bit. Uh, it, he'll be a go-to guy, I'm sure, in one of these elimination games, and he'll step up. I didn't go with Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Mm, who thought you might. Yeah, his numbers are great. Um, but when you get bounced like that, they didn't win a game in the first round. Even if your numbers are 27.7 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, and 49% from the floor, he still doesn't shoot the three all that well, 22% from threes. Damn. He's a great story. He's playing for Team Jordan. If you remember him, you know, late first-round pick with the Nets, went to Toronto, went to Portland in the last two years, has bounced around the world. I don't know how, but he, in two years, he's played in four countries, in Turkey, Puerto Rico, Korea, and the Philippines. I, th- I think that that Turkey thing isn't real. But anyway, uh, he has bounced around. He said it was a real wake-up call when he got uh, dropped from NBA rosters right. two years ago when he was, he was with the Portland Trailblazers at the end, and he had to adjust his game. And people are saying he looks like Kobe out there. It's a left-handed Kobe. Yeah. I don't like that comparison, but I, I, <laughs> he, uh, as 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 our man Joe Varden put it, he shaved his head, put a wristband on his right forearm. He chews gum all the time. He shimmies with his shoulders before he shoots his free throws. He's incorporated a step back turnaround jumper off the dribble, very Kobe like. He wears twenty fours. Yeah, okay. You watched the highlights. <laughs> I mean, I was skeptical when number, I heard it the too. The number, the number really gets. And then you watch the highlights. Yeah. Like, you you squint and you're like, man, there, it, yeah. there's some similarities. <laughs> the way he looks, the way he's playing, at least in Phoebus. Okay. The jersey is baggy. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of. Okay. So yeah. a nomination for uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I tried to pull that once in high school. <laughs> Not trying to be Kobe, uh, but. When I was going into my junior year, the best basketball player in the history of our town had graduated the year before. He lived across the street from me. He wore number 13, had red hair. I was the next tallest guy on our team, so I started wearing number 13, dyed my hair red oh my for the God. beginning of the season. <laughs> he was like, he was a lot better than me, though. He was all state, and he was 6'9". Uh, shout out to Brad Korn. Oh, Brad oh, Korn. Brad We've heard Korn. that name before, man. <laughs> The original 13. So hopefully they retire his number someday. <laughs> That's my number. <laughs> okay. Back, back to your old tournament team. You got two spots left. Who gets them? Because right now you got SGA, you got Luca, and you got Anthony Edwards. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns will be the number yeah. four here. Okay. Um, I know we're, we're praising his game in that he's he's been phenomenal leading the Dominican Republic. First time he's played for them in a decade. In part, he's playing for his mom, who he lost uh, during COVID uh, because of her Dominican roots. So this is a great feel-good story. Mm-hmm. 19, 7.7, two assists, 37% from three. I guess he's not shooting that great from the floor, and that's why every time you look at a Carl Anthony Town synopsis and recap, they don't mention his field goal percentage, but just <laughs> his three-point percentage. I think he, he got off to a slow start shooting from the floor. But his team is 3-0. And he's loving life. Mm-hmm. And that's all that really matters. And he should be in a position to go and get a medal as well. Uh, obviously, it's going to take two wins in the elimination rounds, but uh, he has been phenomenal. Uh, a minor shout out 
to Nikola Jovic, uh, who could be there as well. Um, 17 points per game, so honorary mention to him. Uh, the starting center, to go along with Shea, Luca, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, it's got to be Vooch, baby. Hey. Uh, uh, there's, there's no question. 20.7 rebounds. Uh, it's 20.7 points, not rebounds. Seven rebounds. Still still reasonable. Uh, and 1.7 steals and two blocks. Yeah. That's not Vooch. Two blocks a game? Must be playing some uh, smaller players. But Mon- <laughs> yes. uh, Montenegro is huge. Again, a pompu- population of only 600,000 people. And I think six or seven of their guys are six, eight or bigger. They're, they're large. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the average height must be very, very big <laughs> in this Balkan nation. So, uh, yeah, Vooch. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez has been really good for Spain as well. Uh, it's surprising that he doesn't have uh, an NBA team. But where did, where did we decide he's playing? He's playing somewhere in, in Europe, I think. Yeah, we were looking it up. Uh, but anyway, he's been really good for a 3-0 Spain team. So... Uh, yeah, there's there's lots lots of love to go around, but yeah, I think it's through the group stage. Shea, Luca, Ant, Towns, and Vooch. Any problems with Tass's all tournament team so far? No, they were all on my short list. Other honorable mention type guys: Carlique Jones from South Sudan uh, has been really solid, and Josh Giddy I think has been great for yeah. Australia as well. Mm-hmm. I think I read that there's never been a triple double in the World Cup. That's what I heard today. Yeah, so well. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You would assume, like, Luca's going to get one, Giddy could get one, SGA could get one. Like, it feels like it could happen here in the next couple of games, yeah. I would think. Uh, in the, you know, maybe they get a little more minutes, or maybe a game goes to overtime or something. That's the problem. It's only 40 minutes. Uh, FIBA, the way they call the games, or at least, uh, the, you know, the, the, score, the, the box score, it's not as easy sometimes to get, like, credited with an assist and stuff like that. But I think uh, that would be my prediction. Somebody's going to get the first uh, triple-double here in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, Probably soon, and it'll probably be one of those guys I mentioned. Uh, final question before we move on, take a break. Uh, what has been your like favorite, you know, random or forgotten NBA player that you've maybe seen in one of these games? I guess we'll, we won't say Rondé Hollis Jefferson because yeah, we already talked about him. One. But yeah. uh, is there, there's lots of other ones to pick from. Do you have a favorite, TK? Oh, uh, the big doofus, <laughs> Georgios Papayanis. <laughs> I'm convinced this guy could play in the NBA. Sure. Seven foot three, maybe. Seven foot three in FIBA, seven foot one in the NBA. I don't know which is true, but he's only 26 years old. That's a crazy thing That's to be. Crazy. He's still pretty young. He just turned 26. He do hardly anything uh, in his time in the NBA. 39 total games over the course of two seasons for the Kings and the Blazers, but he's big. He can score inside, though I'm like, he only does hook shots. I don't think I've seen him dunk yet, despite being <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very tall. He's slow, still, and there's definitely times when he's a, a bit of a passive guy, but with that size, he's got skills. Mm-hmm. Somebody should give him a chance. Yeah, you said uh, you know, Alex Len is the backup center for the Sacramento Kings. Papianos, former king. Looks like he's he's got more skills than uh, Alex Len, but maybe some expectations on him as a lottery pick way back when, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and he does look thinner. Yeah, I, that's it what looks, I thought. Yeah, I remember that guy being way just bigger and slower looking he was in eating, the NBA than he is now. I he, couldn't believe how much he had slimmed. Yeah, he looks skinny. He he was eating Papa John's back then, <laughs> uh, and now Papa Giannis is not. Uh, yeah, he looks he looks ready to go. Anyone else you got on your list? Brad Corn. Uh, but, FIBA corn. <laughs> but it is fun watching these games, especially that it's taking place in, in Asia. You, you get random guys watching the game. There was a guy from Kansas. Somebody said while we were watching playback, just shouted out their name. 
and I had to look it up. He played for Kansas. He played in uh, in Asia. Uh, I don't know his name now. I was trying to look it up right now. Uh, but yeah, so many randoms. Uh, you know, besides Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Omari Spellman. If you remember yep. him, uh, yep. former he's Hawk. Played, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's former. played really well in the games I've seen. Yeah, he's solid. A former guy out of uh, Villanova, 2018. He was the 30th pick. He had a press conference with Trey Young and Kevin Herter. You know, when they put all <laughs> oh, the wow. all the guys in the in the press conference. Yeah, speaking of guys who looked a little bigger, Omari Spellman. He looked a little bigger when he played uh, in the NBA. Now he's playing with Lebanon after just uh, one year with the Hawks. And then he went over to Golden State in that forgotten year where they had uh, that terrible, terrible year where everybody was playing for them, uh, like Nico Mannion, who I think is playing for Team Italy, if I'm uh, correct here. So anyway, uh, and Marcelo Huertas. Mm, big Huertas guy. 40-year-old for Brazil, playing Team Canada uh, Friday. Can't wait to watch that. Uh, Lebanon won today. I mean, it's the loser's bracket. It's classification, but Spellman on Lebanon, he played well. They beat the Ivory Coast. Uh, and one thing we should note is Australia has booked uh, their ticket to the Paris Olympics because uh, New Zealand obviously not making it to the second group stage, and there's only one team from that region going, and so they've got that. And uh, looking good for Japan. They won again here today. I think they've maybe, they may have locked up their ticket to uh, to the Paris Olympics, too. Unfortunately, the Philippines, one of the other uh, host countries, couldn't get a win, and they got hammered today by South Sudan as well. So I think uh, they're in trouble, at least uh, in terms of getting there, because there's much less teams, right, um, at the Olympics, than the twelve, right? Yeah, then yeah. the what do we got here? Thirty-two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it is twelve. You're right, and uh, seven of those um, possible spots are on the line within this tournament, and one of them, like I said, is already going to Australia. And I think that other one's going to Japan. Uh, the other one uh, player I would just slip in here: Puerto Rico's Tremont Waters, uh, who. You might remember played in the NBA, played like 40 games, probably most notably for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He played a little bit for them. Really tiny guy, like 5'10", like 170 pounds, like super quick. He's leading the World Cup in assists per game, 8.7 assists per game, which is a ton in this thing. Like we talked about, not easy to get them in the box score, shorter game. So he's been great. And again, just keep your eye on this Puerto Rican team. They're really, really fun. Uh, and we'll see if they can get in. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll hit the beach to answer some of your questions. Fun game. I'm really, honestly, hooked to this thing. It is. <laughs> we got people like giving me tips in our crew, what to do, or where to use my MP. Mm. What do I need to get my skills up? When you said cruise mode, I thought it was something about Tom Cruise. No, no, no. no. I don't know. Maybe there's a card that you can unlock. <laughs> yeah, you know. get a card, but then you rip its face off, and it's a different player. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess that's hunt mode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hit the beach. Let's do it. <laughs> Beach stepping. Is that new music or am I crazy? It's been a while. Yeah, we're you know, we're working it out. <laughs> yeah, because we we had a copyright issue. Oh, is that what happened? Mm. Then we had a new new music, new old music. Same, yeah, same copyright. A, di- a different copyright. New music, same copyright issue. Oh, okay. So now we're trying out something new. Yeah, just trying it out. Why are we getting? Why are we? Why suddenly are these getting like? Because for well, because these. Uh, the songs don't last forever in the library, mm. right? So I go, I email them and say, hey, we got a ding. And they, they say, hey, that you're not supposed to be using that music. No, it's and gone. It's okay. gone. It's gone forever. Okay. Hey, all right. So how would you feel about that one? I mean, 
I don't hate it. Yeah. But, okay. You know. Zappa vibes. Didn't get me. It didn't get me pumped. Yeah. It was a little ch- too chill for the beach. Yeah. I know the beach is a relaxing place, but not when we go and read emails. <laughs> That's morning beach music. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we want some uh, dusk, calm. like, with a parties bit. about stuff. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Back to the drying. <laughs> Sorry, JD. Uh, all right. Well, we've got questions from you guys. Uh, some good emails here. First one's from Nate in NYC. Hey, basketball sickos. I just, just read that eight teams will enter this season with a different head coach from the one they had at the start of game one last season. Wow. Uh, given the high volume of recent changes, this year's coaching carousel might be a little less hectic. That said, which NBA coaches do you see entering the season on that hot seat? Loving the FIBA World Cup playbacks. Keep up the great work. Again, that's from Nate in NYC. Thank you, Nate. All right. We haven't even started game one of next season, but <laughs> Who's gone? there are some coaches I think you could make the case that are probably on the hot seat heading in. To those first yeah. games in late October, do you have a do you have a list, or do you have one name in particular? I don't want to say it, but JB Bickerstaff with the Cavs. There's expectations, baby. Okay, especially the way they went out in the postseason. It's now time to take this team to another level, and uh, yeah, literally, if they don't get off to a great start, I think JB could be okay the one because the team I think is the team that they're going to have going forward in terms of their key parts. And they're starting five now uh, with Max Struess. So it's up to JB to make it happen. Yeah, I had a bigger staff at the top of my list as well, just because the Cavs had like four players last year locked in, and it was just bigger staff rotating through, trying to find that fifth guy. Now they brought in some options uh, as the fifth guy with Struess and with Niang. I think it's also going to be important to see some development from Mobley uh, this season after his offensive game kind of just fell by the wayside a little bit last season with Donovan Mitchell coming in there. You want to see him take the next step because that really is what would take the Cavs uh, to the next level. But they won 53% of their games in 21-22, followed by 62% of their games last year. You don't want to go backwards. And if they go backwards, that's when they start looking at you sideways. That's a good one. All right, Bickerstaff with the Cavs. Uh, I also got Jason Kidd on this list with mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks. You could see a case if they started slowly that he would have to be gone. I mean, you have Luka Doncic. You now have Kyrie, of course. I mean, it's an, it's it's sort of embarrassing they didn't even make the uh, the play-in tournament last year. Um, so if they got off yep. to a slow start, I, 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 yeah, Cuban would have to make a move, um, I would think to obviously turn things around and, and obviously try and keep Luca happy. So I have him. Uh, I have Steve Clifford with the Hornets too. Just he's in a weird spot. You know, Jordan hired Clifford to coach the Hornets twice. <laughs> 2013, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2022. But now Jordan has sold his majority stake in the franchise to uh, other investors. So you got new people in play there, new people in power. Uh, you know, there's not high expectations, don't get me wrong, for the Charlotte Hornets, but you know, just new people are going to say, okay, why do we have Steve Clifford here for the second time uh, if they're <laughs> floundering? Steve's here. And then uh, one more, and I saw Ben Golliver uh, pick this particular coach out in an article he recently did. Uh, Billy Donovan with the Bulls. TK, I know he just had that whole extension thing, I guess, uh, last year or last summer. Secret extension. But Yeah, that's right. But Golliver <laughs> does note, I think wisely, getting stuck in the middle can be a dangerous place for a coach. You look at Nate McMillan, you look at Nick Nurse. Those are two guys that lost their jobs with the Hawks and Raptors, uh, respectively, when they were like 41 and 41, right? Just like that 500 team. What were the Bulls last year? 40 and 42. So it's like something similar like that. Um, I think Billy 
is on the hot seat. So I got Kid, Billy Donovan, Steve Clifford. I like that JB Bickerstaff one as well. Um, but let's hear from you guys out there in the stream team and everybody listening later. Last name to add that I also do see here in the stream team is Chris Finch. Just because yeah. I think that this is a team, especially you're seeing Edwards taking the next step. People are expecting them to be better. And they were better in the second half uh, of last year. But the team is the team uh, kind of at this point. So there aren't a lot of other changes that could happen, which makes uh, Chris Finch a little bit in jeopardy, I would think. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The question is, do you trade one of your big name players or fire your coach first if things go sideways? Right. And I imagine it would be Finch first uh, because do you go the sunk cost way and say, yeah, we traded a billion things for Rudy Gobert and go trade him and not get something for him? Or you trade Carl Anthony Towns? Like you just said about the Dallas Mavericks, this team has great players in Cat and Anthony Edwards. Oh, yeah, Rudy Gobert too. Uh, so you've got to make this work. Uh, so there, there's a lot of pressure there. All right, next one. Second question. This week, <clears throat> Yadis Tetkumpo told the New York Times and Tanya Ganguly that he does not plan to sign a contract extension when he becomes eligible next month and that he won't sign one until he's comfortable knowing the Bucks organization will continue to compete for a championship. To steal your own podcast segment. Is this news? <laughs> Should Bucks fans be nervous, or is this a nothing burger and Yanis is just stating the obvious? That's <clears throat> from Augie. Had a little Augie in my throat yeah, reading are that. You okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, you powered through that. Apologies. I'll give you that, man. <laughs> Yanis Tetokounmpo. <laughs> uh, yeah, he told the New York Times he was in LA. It was a photo shoot, sort of, uh, I, I guess not just a photo shoot, uh, but. This whole sort of uh, a media thing for him and his brother Alex, yeah. and uh, Tiny Gungli was interviewing him. Great idea for a story. Just just go talk to Yanis and, and bro, and uh, Yanis is, is just talking in the summer. So, but is <laughs> is it, in the summer. is this is this a thing or not? These are cool pictures. I'll say that <laughs> this is great. This is great photo shoot work here. Yeah. Um, uh, to steal our own podcast segment. I think this is news. Interesting. Uh, I heard Brian Windhorst say on the Hoop Collective, this is the biggest news of the summer. Bigger than Damian Lillard requesting a trade. Bigger than James Harden requesting a trade. Uh, bigger than Victor Wembanyama's security getting into a skirmish with Britney Spears. <laughs> bigger than all of that. And I have to agree because Giannis mm. could have just said, yeah, I'm not signing the extension right now. It makes more sense for everybody next summer. Yeah. That could be it. But that's not what he said. He put a little pressure on the Bucks. Should they be nervous, or is it a nothing burger? I think it's both, because the Bucks are old right now. They're they're at the the end of this era uh, of the Bucks. They feel the most unstable they have in basically half a decade since Giannis became Giannis. They've been one of the three or four best teams uh, in the league. They spent a lot of money to run it back. They fired their longtime coach, but there's a solution to this. The Bucks are also still very good, and if they keep winning, that's an easy way mm -hmm. to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo around. Not to mention. Next draft night, 2024, they'll be eligible to, dra to trade their 2029, 2031, and 2033 picks if they so wanted to. That's just the way it works out. So they will be able to make some moves starting next summer, which is when Giannis, I guess, will start talking extension uh, with the Bucks. But another good season now, followed by an actual decent playoff performance, and he's probably sticking in Milwaukee. Mm. Yeah, the exact quotes from this article that got everybody – talking of course were quote next summer it would make more sense for both parties that's what you said tk even then i don't know i would not be the best version of myself if i don't know that everybody's on the same page 
Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing, okay? And then he went on to say in this article, when talking about like sticking with one team like Kobe did and Dirk did, and he's talked about that before, but he said winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship, end quote. Those are, I to me, those were the two like, whoa, yeah, he is applying pressure here to the Milwaukee Bucks saying, like, yeah, keep keep surrounding me with as much talent as possible because I my entire objective is just to win championships and I will leave if I don't think it's going to happen here. That's what he's saying um, because, you know, the numbers-wise make sense. Like, he, th- it would be stupid for him to actually sign the extension now. Um, but you wait and he's going to get more money and all that. Okay, everybody agrees with that. But it's that some of that other stuff of like, don't mess this up. Like, all I want to win is championships, and I don't think yeah. that can happen here. I'm going to go, yeah. and I don't care. And, you know, I, it's that's not what you would want to hear as a Bucks fan, or at least, like, whoo, you really got to hope that Horst and that Bucks organization is continuing to try and put him in the best position, which they have up to now. They have. Yeah. And Yanis is just about making good business decisions and good basketball decisions. He also said in this article, you think I grew as a basketball player the last few years? I've grown 10 times more off of the floor. I'm a businessman. And I think he's just sort of looking at the Milwaukee Bucks in the same way. I want to win. I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. You do the same. And the fact, as Trey brought up, that they have the capability of trading three first-round picks next year is phenomenal for them. Just thinking back to the trade for Drew Holiday and that they gave up all those picks. And you, you you have a supply of those. You can't do that forever. But... That many years have passed since trading for Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. and they've been so successful with that trade. They just have to keep Giannis happy. And, yeah, they are at a, this sort of inflection point, not this year, but next year, where they get even older than they are right now. And specifically, you know, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday are getting older. But I think they've done right by Giannis Antetokounmpo thus far. He has been happy with where they've gone he signed off on the coach. He signed off on Adrian Griffin, uh, replacing Mike Budenholzer. He was a part of that. And you know, failures is not an option for this guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, he's... it's just a step to success, actually. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yeah. That's what, that was his whole press conference yeah. after they got beat by yep. the eighth-seated Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, but he, to me, this reads as Giannis basically saying, do what you did with Drew Holiday. Because he was up for an extension then. They made the big trade for Drew Holiday. He signed the extension. They won the championship. He's saying, do that again next summer. Because you didn't do it this summer. Yeah, it's funny. He's sort of doing like he's he's playing both sides of like the wait and see and hey, now or never. He's like sort of doing both of them simultaneously. And you know, I saw Ziller writing about this and I think he was spot on. When you have a player of Giannis's, you know, powers and ability being one of the greatest players in the world, this is just the cost of having them on your team. It's like it's no different than LeBron always applying pressure to the teams he was on and saying, do this, do that. And like, uh, you know, I've, I've got my, not like, not that I have one foot out the door, but like I will, if it, if it helps my chances to win a title. Um, so they have to perform exceptionally high this season. And then even if he signs an extension, you got to keep performing exceptionally high. Like there's just a handful of players that can help your chances to win a title. He's one of them. And if his, if he is just locked in that, I just want to win rings. And that's all that matters to me. 
And I, I don't need to be like, I got to just do it in Milwaukee again. It has to build Milwaukee. He's saying that. He doesn't have to be. He'll go somewhere else. I mean, it took eight seconds for Knicks trade packages for Giannis, Lakers trade packages for Giannis, you know, every team in the league trade packages for Giannis. So he didn't do anything to quell any of that. Like, exactly. Like right. that, he, he's not afraid of, like, living within that world of rumors and stuff like that. He doesn't care, I guess. But that's a lot of pressure on the Bucks here. It'll be fascinating to see. But maybe it's not newsworthy to some people out there. Definitely want to hear from Bucks fans. Are you scared? Should you start looking to move them? I think that's what true hoop was writing today <laughs> thorpe was like they should trade him i disagree <laughs> okay. i think they should keep it personally uh, okay what well now trade him now get the biggest loot you can if you believe like this is the steps to him eventually leaving <laughs> if you're admitting i can't build another championship team right out. right right yeah. right yeah yeah so the question is they were the one seed in the eastern conference last yeah. year yeah. yeah yeah they're pretty good um, and they're bringing the, the team back. The question is next offseason. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, he's laying down the plans, the hopes that next offseason do something. Um, and as Trey said, Drew Holiday has got a player option for the following year, not for this coming year, but for the following year. And that's the, the question is, are they going to sign Drew to a big deal? But Drew Holiday has talked about retiring after his contract is up. This one? Also true. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So he'll be 35. I guess, uh, at the end of his contract. Just done. Just got other things to do. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, well, let's hear from that, uh, from all of you on Giannis's comments there to the New York Times. Uh, next one. As a longtime listener of the pod, I have heard Skeets talk about the Chevy tracks for years. Oh, there it is on the beach. Oh, it does great on the sand. Um, it hadn't dawned on me that I had never actually seen a, Trevi- a Chevy tracks before and had no clue what it looked like. About a month ago, I finally saw one in the wild. I don't really know what I, I was expecting it to look like, but whatever I saw certainly wasn't it. How dare you if I take offense to that? <laughs> I, I love think. That is hilarious. Uh, what is one thing, NBA or otherwise, that has completely defied your expectations? Cheers. That's from Gordon. So, yeah, Gordon finally saw Chevy tracks <laughs> in the wild. Uh, anyway, what's uh, to answer the question, how about it? <laughs> Um, my answer is going to be as boring as a Chevy Trax. My answer is Discord. I didn't think I'd be into Discord. Uh, I thought yeah. it was. Just, I thought there was too much going on when I downloaded yeah. it. All these sidebars and side menus. But it's you know it's a it's a souped up Slack. Uh, in that it uh, you know you share videos really nicely. Great super reactions and all that. Like it's uh, mm. it's just good. Discord is cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the kids are right, man. Yeah. So cool. I still don't know how to do like ninety percent of yeah. the functionality. Yeah. I have no on idea. Discord, but I can message. I can message. I can yeah. message and I can like. <laughs> I like that. I can. Yeah, nice. I like that. I can mute a particular channel. Oh yeah. yeah like it's no. like okay, I don't care about this particular topic. Uh, so we'll just mute of, that. Get those bots out of there. I I, I was literally <laughs> looking to delete a bot. I don't think you can delete bots. Oh, jeez. I just want to punch a bot in the face. Be like careful. Be careful. Stop, stop botting. <laughs> stop being a bot. All right. Uh, what about you, Trey? Something uh, NBA or otherwise that's completely defied your expectations? Have you ever used charcoal toothpaste? No. <laughs> I, no I haven't. No. no. It's messed up, man. <laughs> what color do you expect a toothpaste to be? Well, well yeah. white, green, white. blue. Exactly. The classic colors. Yeah. You put on charcoal toothpaste on your toothbrush? It's black. Right, right. Black and white. Damn. But you brush your teeth with that charcoal toothpaste, and your mouth feels fresher than it ever has. Wild. I didn't even know it was a thing. Like, Laura brought it home one day, 
I didn't pay attention. It just looked like a new bottle of toothpaste. <laughs> You're like, oh, this toothpaste gone bad. How does, this, how does it just keep showing up? This toothpaste just appears. Put on my toothbrush. Just a black wad on my toothpaste. <laughs> felt great nice and now we're 100% charcoal toothpaste is it more expensive uh, than your like I said average Colgate or your shows up. <laughs> I assume it would be yeah. but. Uh, JD uh, regular you... tube hold on regular tube yeah it looks the exact same oh, okay. oh. I guess yeah okay, yeah cool. it looks like a goth crest <laughs> or aqua fresh I would say actually <laughs> right. it's like a toothpaste that's at Dragon Con <laughs> yeah exactly uh, JD do you have an answer for this uh, putting you on the spot I don't know if yeah, you know. I, I actually I spent so much time trying to get the tracks on the beach there that I didn't even <laughs> okay. read the question I just uh, that's fine because uh, you know we're that speaking of the Chevy tracks <laughs> there was some other uh, Chevy tracks news PJ Washington the Chevy tracks of the NBA uh, I'm on record saying um, he is staying with the Hornets Three-year, $48 million deal just to sneak it in here. He was sort of uh, one of the one of the bigger names left, uh, you know, unsigned restricted free agents from this summer, but he is staying with Charlotte there. Like I said, three years, $48 million. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. You like that deal? I mean, he really is the Chevy tracks of the NBA. It's, it's kind of like you re-upping with your new Chevy tracks. Oh, I bought it. Oh, you bought it, right. Yeah, not so, 48 million. Give it away. No, no, thank God. Jim Ellis gave me a better deal than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he averaged 16, 5, 2, you know. He hits a lot of threes. He actually blocks a decent amount for his position. Uh, he plays in a lot of games. He's very reliable like a Chevy tracks. Something He's consistent is what I'm getting at. So this is not a crazy deal for a player of his caliber. I think that's pretty solid. To bring him back, so it's a little odd it took this long. <laughs> Must have been no market. suitors out there. Yeah. Not a lot of cap space left, and I guess like the Spurs are like, we got Sohan, we don't really need him. The Rockets have drafted how many forwards, so we don't need him as well. So a nice, uh, cheap deal for the Hornets here. Low end starter money, uh, basically like yeah. Nurkic makes about the same. Kevin Porter Jr., Rui Hachimura just signed his deal for about the same. Mitchell Robinson, and PJ Washington can be as good or better than any of those guys. So yeah. nice stuff for Charlotte. Miles um, Bridges, of course, is serving uh, the remaining 10 games of a league-issued 30-game suspension following a domestic violent charge from 2022. So, you know, he's sort of playing that position. They pick Brandon Miller, obviously a wing guy uh, with the number two pick. He's going to be an important piece, you would think. They've got Cody Martin. It is Cody, right? Yep. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Caleb is the heat. Uh, they have Gordon Hayward. <laughs> he is, uh, when he plays or when he's healthy, he's in the, sort of that, that position too. So that's sort of four guys I've listed. And Kelly Oubre Jr. remains unsigned here with uh, training hmm. camp right around the corner. Hmm. I don't know if he's going to be sticking in Charlotte or going somewhere else, but... He's on, my, he's on my NBA 2K team. He likes, you got him? likes to take it to the hole, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I appreciate. Nice. Uh, this is a fascinating team. And the other big question is just Lamella Ball and health, and can he get back to that All Star level two years right. ago, where they were good when he went into yep. the All Star game? Like they were a solid team. So, just Lamella Ball, and we've talked about his reputation as being a guy that puts up points, but does he get you W's? And so the locker room is going to be all over the place. Are they going to be able to get it together? There's lots of expectation. We're talking about Anthony Edwards as the guy who's ascendant those two guys came out of the same class yeah. him and Lamelo ball yeah. and uh, they're at different points right now last question hold on I got some bad news here Uh-oh. somebody in the stream team said charcoal toothpaste is not good for your teeth oh no oh no so really? I uh, googled charcoal toothpaste good or bad 
I got bad news. Oh, whoa. <laughs> the American Dental Association has found no evidence that charcoal toothpaste is effective or even safe. Some recommend using it no more than two to three times per week. Oh, no. <laughs> You've been using it two or three times a day. I take it back. <laughs> My expectations have been defied again. Wow. I thought a clean mouth meant your mouth was clean, but I guess not. Wow. We're learning things here. So you can't chew on coal? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all the big companies are in on it. Huh? I'm throwing it all out when I get home. Oh. Make a video Later. of it, please. <laughs> I'm going to pour it. Squeeze it out. Heard you can't get it back in. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, at least have a good barbecue or something. Okay. Uh, next one. Hi, I know Duncachinos. Y'all are pioneers in the expanded Godiverse with... Groat, G-R-O-A-T, greatest raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry, or greatest rump of all time. <laughs> oh, and now, Goat, T-R, G-O-A-T-T-R, greatest of all time, trade requester, James Harden. Mm. Okay. So what are some of the other goats you want to debut and add to the lexicon? Ethan from Atlanta wants to know, what are you adding to the goat lexicon? Shout out, Ethan. That's a really good question. I'll go first. I only have one. But I think it's a good one. We have, obviously, Goat, as he's talking about greatest of all time. I think we need Coat. Coolest of all time. Mm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> coat. It's, it's good, too. It's good. Big fur coat or something. You wear it yeah. when it's cold? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. So, <laughs> coat. Coat, is, <laughs> coat. Coolest of all time. Uh, I have on my short list. I actually think there's one guy that's running away with it. It's Dr. J. Ooh. To me, is the coolest of all time. <laughs> Still... Uh, what? How old is he? 70? Close, I'm sure. He's still cool. Still cool. Um, but, you know, Dr. J, I have Iverson, Mello. Those are my th- my three favorites. So uh, I think Coat could be I a thing. I love it. That's great. Really <laughs> That's well great. done. Good, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Got to be a lot of debates between the eras, between Dr. J and Iverson, I think. Mm. Do you have any other ones? My, yeah. my, first, my first answer would have been Iverson when you said it. So, uh I don't know. Mm. Or do I have any more goats? I meant, do you have any more goats? But I like to hear that you have Iverson on your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got three three acronyms. Only one of them is actually a goat. GOAPP. G-O-A-P-P. Greatest of all player podcasters. Oh, okay. And it goes to Paul George. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. These guys completely flipped me. (laughs) I like Paul George now. I don't know how it happened. (laughs) Podcast P. Yeah, I saw a clip of him talking about why he likes fishing so much. Apparently, his dad didn't play sports. He's like, we just fished all the time together. I'm like, okay, I love this. Uh, And then number two, I heard him doing uh, a Charles Barkley impersonation. And it was so So good. So good. And then they're like, yeah, check out his Kawhi. His Kawhi is good as well. So Paul George to me is the Go app. (laughs) <laughs> greatest of all player podcasters go app yeah all right nice yeah my other um i got one more nba related acronym toad tallest of all dudes <laughs> so whoever's the tallest guy in the league he's the toad okay vic's coming in he's gonna be a toad pretty soon uh, and then this is a personal one for me the loach longest of all chest hairs I've got one that's like three inches longer than the rest. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> it's like all very uniform and then just one long one straight one. one. Yeah, the loach. <laughs> You're just going to leave it? I mean, you could get remove it if you wanted to. Yeah, I like being able to find it. <laughs> like, look how long this one is. Yeah, my, uh, my cousin actually holds a Guinness Book of World Records record for longest leg hair. Yeah, he just has like one crazy long leg here. <laughs> oh, that makes me sick. You know? So I'm wondering if I can <laughs> keep the family tradition alive and try to get my own record for the loach. 
respect. Right. Doing it for your family. You <laughs> well, do you have uh, any other uh, uh, long hairs friends? coming out of my body? Yeah, 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 I do for sure. Coming out of my wrist, actually. I've always had one. It's kind of coming out of a wart. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, Growth. that's where mine come out too. Yeah, like moles or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me... The more years you get, the more long hairs you get. Uh, mm-hmm. It's happening. Eyebrows are crazy. I'm just going up to my eyebrows with scissors like this. Come get it, boys. Uh, Anyway, uh, I don't have any good ones in comparison to those. You guys just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Who's your coat? The coolest of all time? Oh, God. I might might go old. Uh, I think Dr. J. Dr. J is cool. He's cool. (laughs) You know, almost running into him on the streets of New Orleans, I remember. He had a a, a group of people just wanting to hang around him, and he was, he's old. Um, He was... You know, near 60 then. I mean, AI is great. So great. I'm seeing Clyde Frazier here in the chat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good a coat. one. That's a coat. I guess yeah, nice cool coats, coats yeah. too. <laughs> totally. Nice coats. <laughs> All right, who's the coat? Let us know. Uh, Dr. J, Clyde, Iverson. I, I think Mello's cool. Uh, maybe he needs, yep. needs some more time. I think, you know, give him 15 years and we'll be uh, saying how cool Mello was. Oh, he looks super cool in, uh, was it the Redeem Team doc? Yeah, that's yeah, right. He, he was super cool in that <laughs> That's one. right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Great questions. Keep them coming. You never know where we're going to hit the beach. You never know where we're going to take the Chevy tracks out there on the on the sand and park it and have a nice little uh, picnic and uh, compare all of our longest hairs. Uh, I see my, my cousin still has the record. How long do you think his longest leg hair was? I, don't, I can't you, tell if you're serious. Right I'm, a, I'm 100% serious. This is a real Guinness Book of World Records. This is a real Guinness Book of World Records measured in Perfect Park, Tucson. How how long? Okay. Uh, It's got to be insane, I guess. Like six inches? Claim to fame. Six inches. You going over or under six inches? Guinness Book. Six inches is half a foot. I'll go over. 8.84 inches. Does he wrap it around his leg? (laughs) Yeah, just ties it up. It's nice. It's really cool. That's incredible. <laughs> That's You're telling me he's at like someone. He's got the thing. He's got the certificate. Yeah. There was like a local news story I remember at the time. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I gotta keep this one. That's why I gotta keep this one. I I I don't know though. Like I'm worried it's gonna be broken like tomorrow. I bet there's somebody watching and listening right now. It's like looking at one of their weird leg hairs and going, "Oh, I yeah, got him." Yeah. Something. Nobody ever thinks the check is the thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nobody somebody... thinks it's a record. You know what I'd be uh, terrified to do if you had a long one, but you know it's all like uh, maybe it's all you know uh, wrinkled, <laughs> wrinkled up. It's all like curled, curled up. Yeah. You you wanna you wanna pull it straight. You wanna see how long it is. Yep. You don't want to pull it out though. <laughs> oh yeah. So you gotta be. It's like no! gentle. Yeah 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 yeah. Get it framed though. <laughs> it has to be on your leg. I yeah assume. yeah. <laughs> Where on the leg is it? Yeah. Lower. <laughs> I think it's on his shin. Lo- so you, are, are, you, are you asking me to guess? Knee. Lower. <laughs> Lower. Set the line. Set the line at the kneecap. You're going under or over? <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, congrats uh, to him. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, man. I can't believe no. Someone worldwide hasn't beat it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, I just think they're. I think they exist, but people just got to get the measuring tape out. Have a look. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's long, though. That is very long. Measure your longest leg hair and let us know down in the comments. See if anybody can get over eight inches. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. 
Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, <laughs> Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, easy one here. Uh, easy tweet of the night. This one came through on X.com yesterday from the NBA themselves. The NBA statement regarding referee Eric Lewis. NBA referee Eric Lewis has informed the league office that he's retiring effective immediately in light of his decision. The NBA's investigation into social media activity has been closed. This was a story during the end of last season. Somebody discovered what appeared to be a burner account. Right. At Cutliff Blair. Blair <laughs> Cutliff. Oh, yeah. Blair Cutliff. <laughs> and it was basically Blair Cutliff just defending Eric Lewis <laughs> from accusations that he was favoring the Boston Celtics. The league said, yes, we are definitely going to investigate this. Mm-hmm. Blair Cutliff said, you got the right family, but it's the wrong brother. It's me, Mark Lewis. Right, right. I'm the one going to bat for my brother here. But they must have found something because Eric Lewis is no longer an NBA referee and they are just trying to sweep this one right underneath the rug. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Something was there and he just said, you know what, it's just going to be easier for everyone if I uh, just retire. Or the league said, it's just going to be easier if yeah. you just retire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's been around for a while. 19 seasons. Yeah, yeah. so it's not like it's like you're three or something, but, but it's a little, had, little fishy. He had more years to ref. <laughs> sure. He's only 52. Sure he's only 52. A right. lot more years to ref. So, yes, I think this is handshake emoji NBA with Eric Lewis saying... Just just move on. How many um, people in the NBA world have lost their jobs now due to a Twitter burner account? You got Colangelo. You got Eric Lewis. Eric. I'm sure there's others. There's probably more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably more we don't know about. Crazy. Maury survived. He's, he's, Maury did survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it wasn't a burner, right? Yeah, it was a real one. That's just a real him. One. He just owned it. <laughs> owned his tweets. Yeah, no more. Kevin Durant survived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> he say wasn't they... gonna get fired. Kevin Durant wasn't gonna get fired from being a basketball. Player. <laughs> no, probably not. But... but yeah, this is ah, there's yeah. Like, how bad could it be though? I mean, that's that's the thing. The how... investigation was basically because referees are not supposed to comment on yeah. games unless they've been given prior approval, right? So if he is tweeting about it, or if it was his brother, apparently they're saying that counts. Sorry, man, you got to go. Yeah. What it reads and like he was me. also a Celtics fan, if I if that's, the family if I'm is, yeah, I think so. Oh, he yeah. was. There was a photo of him in a Celtics yeah. jersey. Grew up a Celtics fan. 
Weird. That's allowed. That's allowed. What did you want him to grow up in a referee's jersey? He's got to be a fan of the game. Uh, the drama. That's a good one. Wonder who his favorite referee was growing up. <laughs> they probably had one. Steve Javi. No, he'd be like Big the same Jav age. Head. Danny Crawford. Bavetta. Dickie yeah, B. Bavetta. Old Big Dickie yeah. B guy. Oh, that was a. Oh, you remember that call he made? <laughs> that's what refs get together and talk about you remember that oh hell yeah for sure remember that team <laughs> alright here's a second little quick tweet here uh, this one comes from Sportico this is just news uh, ESPN's gonna televise 75 college football games in movie theaters this year including ACC contests and some bowl games mm. I don't really care about that yeah but my question to you guys is what do you think about going and seeing a sporting event in the movie theater I think the lights are off it's a good question probably I think so because it's easier to see, see the when screen. the lights are yeah, off. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be more exciting with the lights on. That's what I'm saying. It's a real catch twenty two. Yeah. 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 That's the like the lights go off. You're in a movie theater. I feel like you're just naturally going to be more quiet. It's like yeah, ingrained you in you. But if the lights were on, it feels more of a party atmosphere. But then we could struggle to see the screen, maybe. So I think they would have to be off. Maybe you just get used to it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would do it. I would try it. Oh, totally. It's kind of like, it's almost uh, halfway in between, you know, people are like, there's better seats if you stay home and just watch the game at home, which is true because right. the cameras are making it right there and you're like looking at people life size, but you're missing out on the communal aspect of it. This, you're kind of getting both. I think there's a lighting director and even a sound director. When it's time to cheer, when it's time to get excited, the lights come on and the music starts blaring even just for you know a quick you know, air horns whoop whoop when you're supposed to cheer so i think i think it's a whole production it should be i mean some bars go that extra step right, right? yeah that. during a commercial break the music kicks on i mean yeah, this exactly. is like to me this is yeah this is uh, going to the to your local pub to watch the game just like on steroids right yeah, you're all up. you're all watching it together you can drink and eat there in these movie theaters it's more comfortable than probably sitting in a bar stool or whatever seat you're at. I, I would try it. I yeah. would try it. Uh, they do this for like wrestling events, right? I think, yeah, I see people thing. are saying they've seen UFC. Yeah, UFC. Uh, in a movie yeah. theater. Yeah. Okay. And I, uh, Taylor Swift is releasing a concert film, <laughs> The Eras Tour, starting uh, I believe October 13th. I saw the announcement come come through today uh, on Twitter as well. And so I went to see amctheaters.com just to see the details. Sure. Because I'd take my kids. I'd go see Taylor sing it up on the big screen. It was a 22-minute wait just to get onto their website. Incredible. <laughs> that was crazy. There was a queue just to access the website. What if I was trying to buy tickets for Mission Impossible? <laughs> <laughs> Cruise mode. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now... You think Austin Reese can skip the line? Uh, is this yeah. going to be the show is live? And it's being broadcast live in the theater, or it's like an actual, like almost like a not a documentary, but like a show. Yeah, I think it's like if you got a DVD of oh. whatever the Eras tour, probably her best performances. You know, we choose this song or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you could see them very. Like I'm just almost surprised they haven't already. Like you can't get tickets to these shows, so stream it. Sell out these like movie theaters and have you a party in happening. there. Yeah, yep. uh, like they do with some of these live sporting events. Okay, uh, what about No Dunks on the big screen? That'd be cool. Like, like if there's a, a, I don't know the, I don't know the way the projectors work in there, but if there was a way to like, if you were, if you were a, a theater operator, mm-hmm. there's nobody at a theater right now seeing a show at 10 a.m. Probably mm-hmm. not no. at all the theaters. At least you could easily simulcast it. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. 
It'd be so awesome. <laughs> It'd be a little weird. You'd have to like leave whatever you're doing to go to the movie theater to watch see, us. But gotta go see my podcast. Communal <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, great tweets there. Great X's. Great social media content. Yes, Jerome is confirming concert film. Concert film. Yeah, Swift, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you you watch. It won't be long until you're just like, hey, I'm going to see Taylor tonight. People are like, whoa, you got tickets? You're like, yeah, to the AMC Theater Four. Yep. And people are like, damn, that's tough too. <laughs> How much were those? A thousand on the secondary market? Uh, all right, we're going to call it there, guys. Nice to be back here in the Classic Factory Hitch With You pod. We've been on playback a whole lot for a lot of these FIBA games, and it's going to continue tomorrow. This guy, he's a real sicko. Absolutely. He's jumping on at 8.10 tomorrow morning on playback. The link is in the show notes. Slovenia, Australia. That's the first game. I'm loading it right now on playback. It says 8 a.m. Eastern. Oh. So we'll be there for those initial 10 minutes, I think, pre-tip as There you well. go. Get the anthems in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I stand. It's a little awkward. My crotch is right in front of the camera. I don't care. <laughs> so 810 Slovenia, <laughs> Australia. That then is going to spin into Lithuania, Greece. Mm-hmm. 840, big one for the Greek guys. And then 930, I'll definitely be on for this one at this point, uh, Canada, Brazil. So playback all long, all day long, all morning long is what I'm trying to say. Tomorrow morning, Friday, uh, September 1st. Wow. See you later, August. See ya. Wow. Holy. Augie. So join us on playback and we'll also have, uh, we'll let you know tomorrow, I'm sure, but we'll be on there on Sunday too, um, potentially for the American Canadian games and stuff like that. Playback, baby, for the FIBA World Cup. Thanks for joining us. Go get that new shirt, nodunks.com. I love this pod. That'd be a nice shirt to wear to the movie theater when you go watch No Dunks on the big screen. So go grab yourself that, a t-shirt or a hoodie and uh, we will see you when we see you. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, it's a marathon tomorrow. Playback. See you there. Race the day, people.